the kingdom of God versus Satan's fantasy world. You choose by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Using computer terms, Adam and Eve chose to log onto Satan's mind, thus integrating their mental databases with his. There is nowhere in the Bible that tells us this mistake was understood, rectified, or revoked, so it remains the system and information we function through today. That is a scary thought, isn't it? The whole of civilization, as well as those founded before ours, came into being through man's intellect, derived from this knowledge. The concepts, ideas, and ingenuity of Satan is the basis of information our society is formed by and conformed to. We live in Satan's dream world, and we humans bring to reality his fantasies. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, explained in Enoch chapter 69, verse 11. For men were created exactly like the angels, to the intent that they should continue pure and righteous, and death, which destroys everything, could not have taken hold of them. But through this, their knowledge, they are perishing, and through this power, it is consuming me. We die because of this knowledge. Through it came corruption, decay, and finally death to creation. Isaiah chapter 47 verse 10 says it this way, For you have trusted in your wickedness. You have said, No one sees me. Your wisdom and your knowledge have warped you. And you have said in your heart, I am, and there is no one else besides me. Just like Satan. Ezekiel chapter 28 says of Satan, in verse 15, Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 15 and 17. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created, till iniquity was found in you. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. Ezekiel's prophecy is being fulfilled. We are seeing who he is and beginning to understand how the world has become such a mess today. We are gazing upon him with eyes of discernment. Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 through 14 reveals just how twisted his mind is. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, another name for Satan or the devil. Son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. His knowledge is behind every failure of man. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther sides of the north. He will direct man instead of God. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. In other words, breaking down the above scripture, he weakened the nations by dividing us into genders, classes, different religions, etc., destroying all unity and harmony. He even misled God's angels by causing them to interact with humanity in a sinful and wicked way, 
making the heavenlies out of order and unharmonious as well. He has convinced us that we need to govern ourselves rather than be guided by leaders chosen by God and has since then used the rebellious among humanity to carry out His plans to rule God's people. Instead of Zion, God's capital city directing man through the wisdom of God, Satan's city Babylon guides the world through Leviathan. He sees himself as an equal to God. Fantasy at its highest level. He has a following of evil spirits that take direction from him also. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 tells us who they are. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. In previous blasts, we have discussed the above unclean spirits at length. We studied their origin and how they, like Satan, are also spirits that fulfill their desires through naive humanity. We could say they have used us to build a world they can find fulfillment in. The greatest challenge Satan faces, therefore, is keeping our minds focused on his world. He surely does not want us to get a glimpse of God's kingdom, a world of perfection and peace. He must keep our minds locked into his for him to have continued success. God warns man that the enemy will snare them through things that appeal to their minds. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Do we understand these three things, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, are at the core of our nature because of the world's knowledge? We have been trained to walk in them. They have become a part of our lives, with no inkling they are evil. Because of these three things, the enemy lures us into his world. Pretty women, handsome men, are flaunted on billboards, magazines, everywhere you look to appeal to the lust of the eye, and many times leading to the lust of the flesh, being satisfied through sordid relationships. Where did we get the idea? God did not create us this way. Genesis chapter 6, verses 2, 4, and verses 6 through 7 gives us a clue that the sons of God, angels, saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, less of the eye, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, less of the flesh. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown, prideful, lustful beings. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. He did not intend man to cross with angels. Each species was created after its own kind. So the Lord said, 
I will destroy man, whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. We must constantly remind ourselves of where the knowledge of this world evolved from to protect us from it. It came from the mind of a creature that claims to be equal to God, rules humanity through the world systems, has a nature that manifests cruelty, lust, and perversion, that means to kill, steal, and destroy God's creation. Through these things our culture was birthed and our lives directed. Is it any wonder John said, Do not love the world or the things in the world? It all stems from Lucifer, Satan, the devil, whatever name you choose to use, and the evil hordes that follow him. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Apostle Paul warns, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. James chapter 4 Verse 4, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Satan and friends have caused us to build a society of good and evil, a culture out of harmony with God, and the further we get from the perfection we once were, the worse humanity and the world becomes. As a whole, we have forgotten how to love, how to care. Not only has this mixed-up world come into being, but our natures over the ages have become just like our mentor, the angel of light, as well. Mankind can appear good, even pure and beautiful, but on the other hand, be very capable of evil and wickedness. Look at the hypocrisy in religion. Leadership and congregation alike are many times not at all the same behind closed doors, as they appear in church. Scandals about one sector of religion or the other is constantly being revealed by the news media. Sex crimes, financial schemes, encouragement to take part in the world systems is all a part of the world's religions. The Word says in James chapter 1, Verse 27, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit the orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. The direct opposite. What can be done? How can all this change? Is there anything we as humanity can do to reverse the state we're in? We're tired of poverty and lack, sickness and sorrow, death and decay, anger, rage, wars and killing. We're weary of failing, fed up with always seeking, yet never finding happiness. Again, what can reverse all of this? What can transform the earth and all on it to its original perfection? The Word of God, Jesus the one the original pair turned their backs on, gives us the greatest opportunity mankind has ever experienced. Jubilee. Leviticus chapter 25 verses 9 through 10 
speaks of a physical jubilee, symbolic of a much greater spiritual one to be experienced at the last trumpet. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the Day of Atonement, you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land, and you shall consecrate a fiftieth year, and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his possession, and each of you shall return to his family. The word liberty, Strong's 1865, means freedom release, setting free. Man inscribed verse 10 on the Liberty Bell in America. A nice thought, but man will not accomplish Jubilee on their own. It takes the fulfillment of God's plan to make it happen, and this Jubilee will include the whole world. Leviticus chapter 25, verses 13, 25, and 28 says it this way, In this year of Jubilee, each of you shall return to his possession. If one of your brethren becomes poor and has sold some of his possession, and if his redeeming relative comes to redeem it, then he may redeem what his brother has sold. Law of God. But if he is not able to have it restored to himself, man can't do it. What was sold shall remain in the hand of him who bought it until the year of Jubilee, God's timing, and in the Jubilee it shall be released. We win, and he shall return to his possession. God created us, therefore we were his children. We sadly sold ourselves to Satan because we wanted knowledge that included information concerning evil. While connected to God, we were taught only good. There was peace and joy and happiness that only could be experienced by those having an intimate relationship with God. Father did not want us to touch or taste sin as it would allow Satan to take us captive, bringing death to us. Our disobedience made us children of Belial, children of the devil. We became his puppets, his slaves, as he took captive man's mind, interjecting his thoughts and desires into them. We, till this day, are so fooled that we really believe his thoughts are ours and act accordingly. But, by the unfathomable grace of God, the Word came as God's Son to set us free, to restore our liberty. His death and miraculous resurrection gave him total victory over Satan his evil hosts, even his knowledge, and brought freedom to us. Through his death, he paid the price for our sins, our debts, and through his sacrifice, returned God's land, his children back to him. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19 Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He paid the purchase price for our redemption, the total restoration of all we lost. 
our Creator, our blood relative, redeemed what Adam, his brother, sold. Remember, the earth and all of its resources were once ours. Jesus, born of Mary, was legally of Adam's family. At the same time, he was born again to be a brother to those born again. Redeemed means bought back. Our Redeemer, the Son of God, not only paid the price to reclaim what was previously owned by He and the Father, but what was owned by us as well. He gave us back our relationship with God by dying for our sins. He bought our forgiveness with His own blood, making us righteous once again. By new birth or baptism into Him, we become Abraham's seed. Not Abram, but Abraham and heirs of the promise made to him. We die to our old person and resurrect a new creature with the ability to make choices different than Adam's descendants. We are no longer slaves to Satan's knowledge or to his world. We're set free. We're born through the Word and can now choose to access the mind of Christ. Let us return to 1 Peter chapter 1 and read verses 20 through 23. Of 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 through 23. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world. God had a plan for our restoration and all hinged on the Lord, but was manifest in these last times for you. He is our personal Redeemer, making way for our jubilee. Who through Him believe in God, who raised Him from the dead and gave Him glory? so that your faith and hope are in God. Only God can ring the liberty bell for humanity when the trumpets are to blow for jubilee. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, our souls are cleansed to see only good as in the beginning, so we can be loving towards each other and not desire the evil of the world. Love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not a corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Closing Thoughts Again in computer terms, let us scrub the database we inherited from Adam and Eve. Let us repent for ourselves and all of humanity for accessing it in the first place and forever log on to the Lord. God's operating system is impeccable. Everything we seek from His database is based on perfectly calculated formulas. Through God's knowledge, let us build a new heaven and new earth and firmly establish His kingdom with perfection to take the place of this inferior world of fantasy programmed by Satan.